lot of money. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds <laughs> Podcast. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. This is episode 372. we got a lot of movies to talk about today. We're going to be doing Pirates of the Caribbean, War Machine, Christine, and uh, maybe another take on uh, King We're Arthur. We're going to get another take on King Arthur. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it might be a different take. It might be. <laughs> based, on the, different. based on the mm-hmm. pre-show uh, <laughs> rumblings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a teaser. We're teasing yeah. what's going to mm-hmm. happen later in the thing you're already listening to. So, well, first of all, we want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Your patrons have been great. We're really close to that first goal. Really we're, close. We're like 9.52, so we're literally about 40-some, 40 48 bucks away from the $1,000 goal, which means we can do two spoiler reps a month. Yes. So we want to do that. We're very close. And we well, here's one of the things we're doing that we're adding. So what we decided, because many of you are asking on the Comedy Filmers YouTube page, can we see the whole our video. So what we decided to do is we're going to release the whole hour of the regular shows to the Patreon backers, and then we will release clips throughout the week uh, for free to everybody on the YouTube page. So another uh, reason to do Patreon. Another reason we have to make <laughs> the Patreon as valuable yeah, as possible. We're, we're adding value uh, as much in as quickly as we can. <laughs> and every week we have a guest do a movie recommendation that's not on the regular episode that'll go on the Patreon at the $5 level, the yes. $10 level. You get the bonus episode. You get the bonus video. Um, you get so Neil's episodes. You get Neil episodes. You get all that stuff. So, which we just released last week, Neil's bonus episode. Yep. That you mm-hmm. would uh, would be unlocked for you at the $10 level. Yes. A lot of really interesting stuff going on in movie news. And the way Patreon does it, so whatever month you donate in, you don't get charged till the first of the next month. So, like, if you do today, which is May 30th when we're recording and releasing this, uh, you won't, you'll get charged June 1st, but then you'll get all your rewards in June. Right. So it behooves you to do it post-haste. Yes, immediately, I, mean, I think. is <laughs> that, That's the term. That's the term we're looking for. So, and if those of you have already done it, thank you so much. Yeah, everyone that's been supporting us, you guys yes. have been fantastic. Um, let's, let's introduce our guest. It's let's been a while. He has been on in a while. It's been several years. Last time mm-hmm. he was on the show, we were in that in your garage. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, oh. you guys moving on up. Mm, that's huh? right. Yeah. <laughs> George and Wheezy over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got white neighbors that are nerd and interracial yes. people. <laughs> we've got great stuff. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Eric Griffin. How are you, sir? Good, good. Good to see you guys again. How are you doing? Uh, all right. You've been on the road. You've been doing all kinds of crazy business. Yeah. Um, actually, I have not been on the road. I am going to be in um, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut this weekend. Nice. Uh, but I really, I've just been shooting stuff. You know, I did, uh, obviously, I'm dying up here. We're going to talk about that later on the show. We're going to yes. the whole thing. And then during cool. pilot season, I did a couple of pilots that didn't get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's how that goes. So I've just been shooting. I haven't been actually traveling as like I used to, like a road dog. I haven't been a road dog. I'm, I'm just an actor now. Can, do you miss the road dogginess or do you prefer being home? Um, no, getting... I actually like both. I, I, I always wanted to be a comic, so I enjoy doing comedy, but now I just want to improve the type of comedy, like the travel and where and the money, right. you know what I mean? 
Uh, so that's you mean you don't want to fly coach and stay in a condo <laughs> with a 23 year old and his girlfriend smoking weed or something yeah, like yeah. that? He doesn't have a house, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I it's just live worst. on the road, it's great, yeah. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and they're, sell- they're selling their like whatever, their beer cozy, you know what I mean? <laughs> with, the, with, the, with that one joke they think is hilarious, on the you know, with all, all the local references. Oh, that's the worst, yeah. I feel you, man. First class. Nice theater gig. Yeah, that's that's what you want. Two shows a week. I guess the, yeah, it's like that's the ultimate. That's like if you're a magician, you end up with your own show in Vegas. Right. Like that's the top. Mm-hmm. There's nothing higher than that. So for a comedian, what's the highest level for a comedian? I guess it's like when you're doing like theaters mm-hmm. and you're and you're flying private. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the that's that, that's the highest level <laughs> when you're. And even even you're doing Vegas. You know, mm-hmm. the highest level of comedy in Vegas is when you're driving into the strip. There's a big ass picture of you. That's it. And on the 15, hu- and, and right. it's huge. And it's huge. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. six stories yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not messing around. And first of all, you're on not the driving. You're being flown there, and then right, you, right. You don't even see it. You yeah. don't even yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. And no, then, of course, of course. And I'm then just, you get <laughs> flown out after your show. You don't even stay the night. No, no when you're exactly <laughs> when you're there in Vegas, you're wondering if is there a big picture of me on the 15? Because <laughs> I didn't see it because I flew in. And it just so have like one word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't, it won't have your full name. It's right. just your photo. Eric. It just says Eric. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want. I just want to. I just want to chop her into Vegas and just see Graham. Eric's yeah. not a good name. Graham's a great yeah. name for that. Graham's just, like Graham's like Jack Hay. You know what or I mean? Elwood. Elwood. That's what I want. Elwood. Yeah, Boom. But, but then you sound like a crazy person. That's fucking right. I do. Elwood. That's my mark. Too close to El Elron. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too close to Elrod. Elrod I could start Hubbard. my own fake religion mm-hmm. and become a billionaire from it. Well, this is sort of a fake religion, your podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's absolutely a fake sure. religion. You're, you're already asking people for money. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. already putting out the collection plate. Hey, it makes save your sense. soul. Yeah. Save your souls, you guys. If you don't uh, want to go to hell, donate to our Patreon page. And believe me. That's one of the You'll tiers. be rewarded in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Spiritual fulfillment. Yes. Is, there, is there a suitcase that we have to open at, like, at the different levels of your podcast? Yes. You know? Yeah, for $100 a month, you guys get Yeah. For 500 a month, your e-meter, oh, it'll be amazing. You'll meet the lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're having on next week's show. It's going to be yes. a fantastic <laughs> podcast, everybody. Join our Yeah, room. they have a new show, too. So. <laughs> I, would love, I would love a Scientology movie review show because... Because they don't even watch anything, right? It'd just be batshit nuts. It's like North Korea, right? They don't even know that entertainment exists. Oh, Jack Reacher 2 is fantastic. That's what (laughs) it would just be. (laughs) It's all Tom Cruise. That's that's all it is. Oh, man, that'd be hilarious. Giovanni Ribisi (laughs) and Will Smith. That's all they do. Uh, John Travolta. Yeah. Well, I see a lot of great movies in there, though. Yeah, Yeah, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh. Underrated. Enemy of the State was just brief. You know, that could be good stuff. Enemy of the State was good. (laughs) <laughs> Travol- Travolta's the one that doesn't. He 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 has a lot of clunkers. Uh yes. Yeah, he's got a lot of clunkers. Yes, he does. Face off. Yeah. Um, Speaking of clunkers, let's get let's, into the let's first get into movie. Just oh, right. Right. Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no Dead tales. Dead men tell uh, no now, tales. I, you know, I've seen all of these movies, and I have, have to. You? I, I have to say, it's one of those franchises. Even though I've seen them all, I've kind of lost track how many there were. This was the fifth one. Oh, right, I thought Aaron? it was more than the that. Fifth one. This is the fifth one. There's fifth, five of these. There's five of them. Yes, and um, you know, there's three that are in the main continuity. There's one. Number four was a bit of a side story with Jack Sparrow, and now this one brings us back to our continuity. And Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley return after ten years away from the franchise. Uh, that is in the trivia. However, um, don't get too excited. They're they're cameos. They're in there for a few minutes each. 
if that, maybe a couple of shots. And um, going into this movie, we saw it, the whole family went, and it's the kind of movie that no one really expects it to be good. In fact, on our website, Neil pretty much tore it apart. Uh, so he absolutely hated it. Uh, I was just remembering back to remember when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. Yeah, it, it kind of it, it introduced Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. How they had to fight to actually get him in the movie before he was this. This is the the movie that really broke him into mainstream. Um, and it was like it kind of followed this weird basic logic. And it was a fun popcorn movie. The first Pirates of the Caribbean was not a bad film. Popcorn right. you're, movie. You're basing a movie yeah. on a Disney ride. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, That's and, true. but there was a, there was an attempt to actually make it interesting and a fun popcorny movie. You know, there's some great lines like, "Yeah, but he's great though." Yeah. Let's, let's just be yeah, clear. The first one, let's he be was clear. Great. Well, what I'm saying is, let's yeah. be clear about something. Like, they can't do these movies without him. Right. There's no way. So there's, even with no. a, even with a bad story, good story. He's the center, the focus yes. of the movie because right. he is fantastic. Even right. in the bad movies, he reminds me of um, Iron Man. What's his name? Um, oh, Robert Downey. Robert, Robert Downey. It's yeah. the same thing. Right. And, like, and, they have that same thing. And if you remember the yeah. way the first Pirates of the Caribbean was set up, it's he shared the spotlight with Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley, and he wasn't. It wasn't like the Jack Sparrow story. He it was became that though. It, it, it totally became that. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I remember that even like there were some good lines like best start believing in ghost stories because you're in one and the interesting special effects. And it was a fun, unexpected popcorn movie. And then um, they proceeded to get worse and worse and worse and more unwatchable as the franchise uh, progressed to the point where, well, that now you're just you're not you don't even have a script. These are just effects pages. These are just literally just one special effect after another that make no sense and there's no cohesion or coherency into any of what you're doing. Well, if you need that stuff for a yeah, movie, <laughs> if you're gonna nitpick, then, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna nitpick about yeah, it, and I this, just find and it this, hard to believe that the director of Contiki. Uh, didn't do a yeah. good job with this. Isn't, that, isn't that weird? Well, because uh, I I would imagine it would be because there's so much involved. Like how how what what is the actual directing process of a two hundred and thirty million dollar right. budget movie? Like how much of it from the the shooting to all the effects? Like how much was he really involved in that in the editing? It's yeah, like you right. know they probably took this animal away from him and oh, it just for sure. it was off the leash. It's a uh, <laughs> it, it definitely felt like it was a, a it's a by committee kind of movie where the only purpose is to show Johnny Depp and then get to the next effect scene. That's really all this movie was and it, it's interesting it was that two hours and nine minutes the shortest of the Pirates franchise didn't feel like the shortest <laughs> at all uh, it did not feel uh, the shortest now there was one scene in the beginning that was kind of fun that reminded me of Fast and the Furious where they're literally dragging a bank vault but with horses uh, <laughs> Uh, I just see like the zombie sharks bank. and everything. Well, yeah, that's what kind of got me excited. Maybe they'll do some different interesting things. And like like it is, is there were zombie sharks, which were fun and interesting for a few minutes. But then, you know, you, you're just barreling on to the giant effects shots at the end to the point where nothing's grounded. And you're like, OK, well, now, you know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy suffer from this a little bit where you're just at the end. There's so many special effects and there's so many uh, visual um, effects that are like well now I've I it's just a video game now now I've just well I've see I disagree with it. you on that because I feel like this all goes down to story like ignore the special effects ignore all that because the first galaxy 
had tremendous special effects in it too. It didn't lack in special effects. No. It just was a better movie. Yeah. So this is what happens is when a, the story sucks, when the performances suck or and the continuity and all that, then with the, first, the most glaring thing we see is all the special effects. I think you're actually agreeing with me. You know, I am. Yeah. I, I am, but, but at the same time, though, it's like, it's like I think that, like, like it's just, to me, it's the same amount of special effects. They do the same thing. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, here's Johnny Depp, and then we're going to go to a special effects. On the, in the good Pirates of the Caribbean, it was the same thing. It's just that this wasn't. They just didn't do a good job right. with the story. They just forgot about that this was important. Oh, they threw and it I think away. that's a big problem that's happening in a lot of movies in Hollywood right now. I totally agree. It's you know? a it's a disturbing trend of like just get to the next effects shot. But you but, that's but, but it's it's a gr- it's a great point when it is executed correctly. Like let's say Guardians of the Galaxy two. It supports the uh, story. The the the, the effects yeah. support the story because yeah. this when you have no story. And then you just have actors coming in and phoning it in, or they were miscast, or whatever the problem is. Right. Then it's just there was. It, by the way, there was all of those things. Right. In the movie, because you, you kind of want to ignore the special effects, like Forrest Gump. You know. Right. Like people don't even realize how much special effects are in most movies now. Well, Braveheart. You Braveheart know? had a ton of special. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. You just ignore. Yeah. It. You're supposed to like yeah. not even know. You're supposed to find out later in like the right. DVD commentary. <laughs> and you go like, what? That was a special effect. That's how it's supposed. <laughs> that's supposed to be the reaction, but. I don't know. I, I have two kinds of categories for movies for myself right now. It is, uh, am I at home and I have nothing to do, and then I'm just flipping through something and I just put it on, or I'm on a plane and, and this is one of the movies. Would I watch it? Uh, I mean, the whole idea of like getting up and going to a theater and experiencing this big screen thing. It's like I, I, we have so much higher expectations because we want it to be awesome, and just more times than not, we're so disappointed. Yeah. Well, th- this yeah. is this is the you know? kind of thing too where you know you, it it's pirates, it's supernatural. There's fair a fair amount of interesting stories you could tell. You know, you just all, all you have to do is find one. You know, like do and and try to recapture some of the charm of the first film. Um, but these movies have been consistently doing worse and worse domestically. However, overseas, they continue to make a ton of money. So there's probably going to be more. The one effect that really stood out So they don't care that me, they did about $77 million this weekend. No, <laughs> no. If, on a $230 no. million dollar budget. Because they're, 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 they're getting it back yeah. overseas. Yeah, now, yeah. One, now, there was one special effect that um, was really, really caught my attention how well done it was. They de-aged Johnny Depp for flashback. And we've seen that in movies now, everyone, every time since Benjamin Button. But this was done in such a, an amazing fashion. It looked like you were watching Johnny Depp from like Twenty One Jump Street. The Captain America one it was, was great so well. too. With uh, that oh, one yeah. was really good yeah. too. But this one, Kurt I think, Russell, Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, was cool. Kurt, another you know, really I read good that one. That was a lot. Was a lot of that was just makeup. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Because th- this, I, I read I about thought... this one. This was really interesting. It was a mix of like a lookalike and digital effects. Like they did all these different things to uh, to de-age him, and it it worked. It looked it looked really really good. And uh, but that's like a good example of like okay, well you're using effects now to serve the story. We're not just getting to this all these giant effects shots at the end and um, throwing as much as you can at the screen just because oh it's the ending and it has to have have the most effects shots. I'm like no, it really doesn't. You know, just tell the story and have the effects support the story. That's all you have to well, do. Well, I see. Here's the thing: when you have a movie franchise like this and it's the same producers, at some at some point you need to like everyone needs to be fired. Right, and then a new crew, because that's what this is what needs to happen with DC movies. Yes, because they all suck. Yes, like whoever is doing the Marvel, they got it right. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and yeah. so they had this team of people that are making these Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America movies, uh, somewhat Thor, somewhat mm-hmm. you know. But but I mean, but either way, what I'm saying is they're enjoyable. Even their misses are decent. Even their misses are decent. Mm-hmm. Over in the DC world, oh. it is absolutely horrible. Okay, like I can't even, and it makes me so mad because of well, how great the Marvel. Well, I'm hoping Wonder Woman turns that around a little. I bit. hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. And um, we'll know in a week. We sure will. <laughs> but that, that, and so the thing with something like Pirates, you know, it's like they had it now. It's these same people trying to recapture. It's almost like they should have handed the reins off to someone else, and it could just be a completely different. Right. Uh, which would be great. Know, I would love been, to see that. Which would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you if they found these amazing storylines? Wouldn't you be like, oh, I'm back on board with pirates. Yeah, I know, but um, what happens yeah, right now? How are you going to find a good storyline with pirates, ghosts, supernatural treasure, and uh, <laughs> legends of the no, sea? No, but what happens is you have, like a, you have a voice. You know, it's like a producer of music. You know, it's like, you know, when you hear a Neptune's track, every every track sounds the same, you know, because mm-hmm. it's Neptune's. They're, they're, they're yeah. the, this is exactly what's happening with pirates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly what happened with, like, you know, with, with George Lucas and those three horrible ones he made, you know, of the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, because it's him. And so, like, and you and you already you're invested, you know, right. you know. So what I like about like to talk about that, what I like about with the new Star Wars, they're all they're, these are different. They just do new stories. Yes. So one of them is going to be good, one of them is going to be bad, one of them is going to be like, but it's someone else. But they're taking with some chances. They're taking some chances with, within the parameters that Disney allows them to. I, right, but sure. they're not with pirates. Pirates no. is like that. You literally could take scenes. Pirates is like uh like a show like Family Guy where you don't even know what episode you're watching. You just remember the funny. The funny cutaways. That's yeah, how pirates but, is. Like they, they, you could make a whole new movie you, you could, with scenes from oh, all easily. the movies. You, you, you could cut you together could, a fantastic. Yeah. Cut together film. a movie. You yeah. could watch this movie while you're like folding laundry or something and not be lost. And like, all right, yeah. come back ten minutes later. Like, oh well, no. Like, like there's so many arbitrary, nonsensical rules that they put in this movie. Oh well, Jack Sparrow gave away his compass, so now the ghosts know where he is. Yeah. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> that makes no sense. But he I, gave away his magic compass. Now the ghosts are free and can come attack him. When I look at this though, when I look at the budget of 230 million, and you know, and even if it was like, like, who cares? Like, they make such a big deal about that. It doesn't matter because we're talking about a company. That, that doesn't want that, to be audited. That makes, yeah, <laughs> that makes billions and billions yeah. of yeah. dollars. And like mm-hmm. this movie franchise with merchandising and everything, I think if they put a dollar amount by how much money they've made, and and and, and to Johnny Depp was like, yeah, I'll keep doing it because well, they oh, paid yeah, him sixty million dollars. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, let's let's do another one. Yeah, like that's the franchise that started all that nonsense. And, and yeah. if if you, you know guys I mean? uh, remember when when the first movie was uh, even being shot, like the executives were seeing the footage of Johnny Depp. And they were getting really nervous. They're like, "This is ridiculous. I can't, we can't. We can't release this." And Jerry Markheimer just said, "Let let Johnny Depp do what he's doing. I'll take full responsibility." And then it became a big hit. And then, of course, oh, then everyone looks like geniuses. That's how so, they do but it. that, but that's how you know we forget. But the, this was before the fall of Johnny Depp. It was hard to get him cast. It was hard to let him do what he wanted to do. And this, no, no, this you know, was he, after the fall. This was the comeback. This was. Um, well, this, he was now, like he was, he, he was on the comeback. He, he was like doing like a bunch of that indies. Was his pulp fiction, this was this was this was the one. <laughs> this was you know, that was if you fiction. go from all of your cool indie cred to having someone dressed like you in a theme park, that's a huge comeback slash. You know, yeah. But at, at the same time, though, you're forty ish at that point. Like he was in his forties, I think, mm-hmm. at that point. And this is the first time someone handed him a check 
for multiple millions of dollars for, for, for a project. And then the sequel, and then it was like a point where he was getting points and getting like, mm-hmm. so he was like, oh yeah, whoa, like yeah. this is the most successful uh, financial success. He's probably, of all, that first Pirates check was probably more than he's gotten for Edward Scissorhand and all these other movies <laughs> 21 combined. Jump 21 <laughs> Jump I mean, just combined. So yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you know, I have to give him credit for this. He did what he wanted to do in his prime. He was like, this is the movies I want to make. This is who I want to be known yeah. for. Now he's got kids and mistresses and like things Now he's an alcoholic of. who's abusive to he, ladies. So, yeah. Some, uh, he's, he's, got, like, he's got to pay dick. for that. You got to pay yeah. for all that. He's got a few legal problems. You got to pay yeah. for that stuff. So I, 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 used to, I used to be big on board with this guy because of this movie. And, and I loved his independent stuff. And this was cool. And then uh, he got drunk on people. Literally, he got drunk. But then he also got drunk on people. Tell him, oh, you're a hilarious comedian. And then he started making these movies that are not funny, uh, Mordecai, Lone Ranger. These things are. He's someone was like you. These you could see, you could see like at at cocktail parties. They're like, oh, Johnny's a great comedian. What the acting? And then you of hear George about Lucas. he's beating, he's hitting yeah. his girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck his money and fuck everything he's doing. <laughs> fuck the pirates. And I feel bad too for like Orlando Bloom. Like he really thought he was gonna be something. Right. You know what I mean? Well, like there was coming off Lord of the Rings, and it was like he was like huge. the guy. And but, then they put him in like this little uh, one of those romantic comedies, mm-hmm. and it just bombed. And then it was like, what's he doing? And then he wasn't he. And then he, I, I think he had a few indie things trying to be that guy right. that didn't work and then he just ended up back in the hobbit <laughs> <laughs> you know they sort of called him like hey man you want to do the hobbit and he was like, like yeah, 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 yeah 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 let's do that yeah 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 how much how much am i gonna get for that i you still know? got the outfit from the first one. of course he does <laughs> he's got a, he's got a little shrine in his like yeah. his receda so. condo you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? With like, with like a key, with a key thing. Do 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 yeah. do. Welcome, Orlando. You know, and then he just goes in. He just gets Wi-Fi at the Panini, <laughs> <laughs> the Pan- Panera or whatever. No, but I mean, I can understand, like you know, but it's not, it's not horrible what he's done. But I Mm-mm. feel like. I get the impression that he, he was, had a he had a different idea of where his career was going to go. Well, everything was pointing in that direction it too. Was. After Lord of the Rings and after this big this you know this was a huge movie, the first one, and he was one of the main stars. Right, like yeah. I said, like you know, Johnny Depp was in the movie, but and at that it, point he was typecast too, though as like this swashbuckly because right. he looks great at that. Like but they were, I don't were, want to see him in modern times. Well, like, get a sword in his hand when you right. put him exactly. next to you know forty something Johnny Depp. I, it was like oh the studio is grooming. This guy to be the right. next dude. Yeah. He's the he was tw- whatever twenty eight or whatever they were. And you they saw tried- the billboards that were just Orlando Bloom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they tried to do that in this movie too. They introduced like two new young, beautiful uh, cast members, and they, they um, it doesn't work. No. Yeah, it doesn't. But, but work. that's it. But you know, this is what not to bring up another movie, but this is what I didn't appreciate about King Arthur. Yeah, yeah, let's go into into King Arthur. Arthur. What I I didn't appreciate about King Arthur and what I don't appreciate about Hollywood in general um, is, you know, you get a guy that you think, you know, this is a guy. This is the same guy that was in another horrible movie, um, the the big robot movie, Pacific... Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. He was a star in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't work. Like, I don't know his name. Charlie. Charlie. Okay. He's from Sons of Anarchy. He was the lead in Sons of Anarchy. I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, so that's why I didn't know who he was. Okay. All right. So then, therefore, what he does doesn't translate. But do you like mumbling? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So here he is in this movie where it's like... Because he goes to a jungle and mumbles in the lost city of Z. (laughs) You know, it's a funny thing where we, we, we like beauty. We like pretty people. We think that we don't look at talent first. 
But in actuality, we actually really do care more about talent than we do about how someone looks. We just don't we just don't act like we do. But like when you have somebody, the first thing if you have somebody super beautiful or super handsome in a movie and they suck, we immediately we kill them because we're like, oh, this guy sucks, right? But we know part of the reason why they're there is because of that stuff. They look right. gorgeous on camera. Yeah, they look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we immediately like we discount, you know. Mm-hmm. But we really should just look at talent first. But that's just a whole other issue. But the thing is, I thought that movie was very, it was super stylistic, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why it, it didn't. I, I enjoyed myself in King Arthur. So you actually liked it? I didn't say I, I didn't hate it. Okay. See, that's the thing with a lot of movies, though. Mm-hmm. I go and I go, ah, that didn't move me, but I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Alien the same way, the new mm-hmm. Alien. I, I I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, my God. When, when's the last oh, my God experience you've had in a movie where you were like, you, you wanted to see it twice? See, that's the thing for me. Is like, It's like, remember Jurassic Park? First time you saw Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw Jurassic Park nine times in a movie theater because I was so... It, it was, was stunning. When, when, when that dinosaur time. came out the first time, I was yeah. like, you know, you were in there like, here it comes, man. Here, after you saw it again. There's, I haven't seen a movie like that in 10 years that I felt like I want to go see it over and over again. So I think the first Guardians was like that for me. Like, I couldn't wait to go see boom. it again in the uh, yeah. see, well, that, that That's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. like, and that was, and, and then they follow it up with something that, forgettable. Like, you want to hope, you hope they reboot it. <laughs> you didn't like Guardians? <laughs> the two, no, no, the, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. But to me, it like it's like I'm like ah okay I'm done with this in the Avengers universe. Let's just get them in with the other movies now. That's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happened with King Arthur. I felt like I like what's the director's name? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know he's he he Guy Ritchie did. You know what I mean? Right. You know so it was like and it's, so you felt like it, it just felt like a little it felt too modern. At the same time, it was this olden times thing, and I thought there were some good performances. I, I mm-hmm. loved uh, what's his name, New Pope, um, Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law was like, well, he was doing the same character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and so I didn't like. I said I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I didn't. It didn't move me. Right. You so weren't going to run out to go see it again. I wasn't going to run out to see mm-hmm. it again. But like, it's the kind of thing that if it came on HBO, like, uh, so Check like, you know, when HBO has their like right. Saturday preview movie, right? Like, like, if you're at home, maybe it's two o'clock in the morning, whatever. You want to sit through that? Would you, movie? would you sit through it, or would you watch I, Game of Thrones again? I would sit. Th- I, I'd sit through it. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'd sit through it. So that it's just that type of movie. You know, that's interesting. That's All an right. interesting take. I yeah. like. I because I I feel. Um, I, I haven't been on the road as much either, but when I am on the road a lot, I feel like my expectations are much lower too because, like you say, I just need something to get me through this flight. Right. Or, 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 or I'm the afternoon. Or I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, because we only work for an hour. <laughs> we work for two hours, and I have 22 hours to kill, and I'm right. hopefully there's a theater nearby. That's when I saw King Arthur. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's and, when I went. I was like, oh, let me go see King Arthur. Well, this is going to be my day. This is my day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know what's funny about this, though? This is what I'm saying about it. It, it doesn't matter who's going and why they're going. Mm-hmm. When I'm on the road by myself, I don't want to go see anything artsy, I don't want to learn shit. You just want to see some dumb. I just want to see some. Let me escape. Let me some escapism stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a movie, a movie like that, does it. And I, when I'm done, I go, mm, it wasn't bad. But like I said, did it move me? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you know? another thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, what was uh, a recent movie that was like that? What was the one with um, uh, uh, the Jason Bourne guy that uh, the, the alien movie where she saw the future? Um, oh, uh, contact, not contact, but uh, life. Or uh, it just came out. 
yeah, yeah. A year ago. Oh my God, I can't think of the Aaron. Are you are you talking about Matt Damon? No, it's not Matt no, Damon. It's not. It's, it's, it's the guy that he was in the Avengers too. He's Amy uh, Adams. The movie that was up for Oscars. Yeah, the movie that was up for Oscars. Yeah. 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 Um, Huh? Oh, Arrival. 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 Okay. There you go. Thank Arrival. you, <laughs> See, I take back mm-hmm. what I said about not being moved by a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought Arrival was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. And when I was finished with it, I was like, oh, that got me. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Okay? And I think that we're, we don't- See have... it on the road by yourself? No, actually, I saw it. I saw it. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go see it in a, on the road. I saw it in LA mm-hmm. with this actress who was like real artsy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're sitting in there and she's crying. And I'm just like, oh my God, that was so moving. And I was like- <laughs> I was like, "What is?" I go, oh, "Is this part of it?" You know what I mean? Like, am I, you know? So, so you're, so what you're saying is your soul dies on the road. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's true. So, like, if, if there's like a movie that everybody says you have to go see, and I'm on a road, I'm not gonna go see it, right? Because I know that I'm not gonna be in that headspace for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, sometimes you got to get your pretentious fuck friends together, and you. You got you guys go. Oh, we got to go see that one at the you know at the at the the, the little theater. That, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. We have to go get our art our artsy on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's like an improv show before. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they sell healthy food. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. There's no popcorn. You know what I mean? It's like it's mm-hmm. all organic. <laughs> so that 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 I'm saying is that plays a factor into it. So well, and I think that we're hard. We're being hard on. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna see it this weekend because I'm gonna be on a road. <laughs> I'll go see it, and I'll just probably be like, oh, okay, you know, this is supposed to be the last one. I don't know if they killed off, uh, killed them off. It's or not, not gonna be the if last. I was on they the... make they make too much money. It's not. That's gonna what be I'm the last saying. One. Same with yeah. Fast and the Furious. If I was on the road this past weekend, I would have seen it. That's what I mean. This weekend, I'm home. I've been I've been home for a while. I'm like, fuck. That. It should not... be a designation, like you know how you say thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like, is this a road movie or is this an in L.A. movie? Yeah. Right. <laughs> is know? this something I'll just watch six months from now when it's on a plane? Right. right. Exactly. Or am I going to a theater? Well, I watch the yeah. whole thing. I like watching. Sometimes you like. Don't you like watching a movie that people said was shit? Then you watch it on a plane or watch it on HBO, and you go. You know what? That wasn't so bad. Right. You know, but you don't well, it realize changes what, your expectation. It changes your expectation exactly. Yes. You didn't take time mm-hmm. out so of your day. You didn't spend a bunch of money. But sometimes there's a movie though that happens the other way too. Everyone goes, "Oh, it's so fantastic." And then and it's you just go, I'm like, nah, no. It's all right. Or sometimes you go, "I can't watch it. This is unwatchable." Mm-hmm. Like that's when you're just like, "Well, you have to go. I had to turn this off." Mm-hmm. Like you know, sometimes a movie like this, I don't know if that. I don't know. Was it that kind of movie? Maybe you watch the whole thing because it's yeah. also fun. To shit on a movie like this, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I it saw is. Fast and the last Fast and the Furious. Oh, those are fantastic! Movies. I just, yeah, I, was just I was in the theater movies. like, when did they become superheroes? Like, when did, <laughs> yeah. when did they go from Mazdas? And oh. Nissans. Oh no, the cars are superheroes too. So now they're CIA agents. Yeah, I know. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? Did they I were... miss a movie? Was there a training movie that I missed? <laughs> was part three like you know Fast and the Furious, the CIA days? You know, yeah. I, I, was there some some subgenre movie that you know yeah. Fast and Furious Quantico? Yeah. yeah. As soon as you bring in Kurt Russell, it's going to be a shadowy. Uh, government agency, but let's all right. So let's talk about this. This <laughs> yes. we're talking about ways to consume movies. So let's talk mm-hmm. about Chris. You saw War yes. Machine, so this is a very unique thing because this is a I saw War Machine. Yeah, a and feature. It's a, it's a giant feature film that is really Brad Pitt, sixty million dollar budget. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, based on the Stanley McChrystal getting General McChrystal getting fired, but they released Netflix right released it exclusively on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what? You know what? Uh, it's not a good movie. Okay. Which, which is a, is a shame because I had some uh, higher expectations with this. I really feel like Netflix 
is doing something very different with their films than they are with their TV series because the TV series seems like there's a fair amount of quality control going on. There's a lot of very good TV series streaming there. Mm-hmm. The movies from you know Adam Sandler to now Brad Pitt feel like these are like little passion projects that they just give these stars a bunch of money and just say, come back with a movie. And um, this one missed the mark completely. And here's the thing about a satire. You have to have jokes in it. If you're going to actually have a satirical film, it has to be funny. Gentlemen, there's no fighting in here. This is the war room. Well, I'm not surprised that that Brad Pitt is in a movie like that because he made a zombie movie that he didn't want to show any zombie kills in. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. So for World War Z, he didn't want to show zombie kills? No, he didn't want to show kills. Really? You to, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You know, I was like, "Go make something else, man. Don't ruin this genre with your bullshit." Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you want. I want a movie that my kids can come see. Then don't make a zombie. Then don't movie. make a zombie yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like saying like I want to open a strip club. My kids can come to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a family friendly strip club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just it's, don't make a strip. Why club. hasn't anyone don't done that open before? A, yeah. So th- yeah. I feel like when you're saying this, I feel like yeah. that's because Brad Pitt's a part of it. Well, and it's you know it's. It's Plan B Productions, which is his production company. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee mm-hmm. this was his fingerprints on it from start to finish. And also, it was very poorly directed, which is surprising because you have a, uh, a director, David, David Michaud, who did Animal Kingdom and The Rover. But here's the thing. They were both really bleak, dark, dystopian movies. Right. He, and then you're going to throw him into a satire. It doesn't work. He was the wrong director Wait, for the but job. But see, you know what? I don't. You don't know what was going on on the on the inside. He, this guy, if he's the, if Brad Pitt's the executive producer, it's his company. How how maybe he wasn't allowed to direct? It well, could that, be. That's could my. Be. I, yeah. I agree. I think that's mm-hmm. what no. happened when you have Brad Pitt saying, I, "I want a strip club for my kids," right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have this guy like so, so. Let's look at Animal Kingdom and the Rover real quick. No big budget stars, no low budget stuff. Shot in Australia. It's Animal Kingdom before before Joel Edgerton broke out. Right. Uh, so and they he, were very dark and bleak. Right. And it was his movie. So yes. when you're directing a low budget or indie film in Australia, <laughs> using Australia's yeah. film money, right. And you don't have and gi- landscape and landscape, and you don't have giant actors. It's exactly mm-hmm. what Eric you just said. I mm-hmm. bet you. Because Animal Kingdom didn't have a megastar going, no, 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 no. I'm the, you frame me this way. Yeah. And I right. bet you that- Not that's... to say we don't know, but it just feels like- It, 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 felt, it, it uh, felt like that something was very off yeah. through the entire film. Boom. And one, one of the things, too, was um, Brad Pitt's character. Like, they couldn't get a bead on what or who he was supposed to be. Like, he's being set up as this basically genius- general with you know all these credits and you know top of his class and went to the best schools and had all these successes and then he's portrayed as this ignorant buffoon who doesn't understand what's going on in Afghanistan and then he's portrayed again as trying to get a hold of the situation that no one else understands like well you you have to pick one thing you can't have it all these different ways because what happens is then you have a character that's an absolute mess and we don't know should we root for him what kind of like you can't admit one character trait in one scene and then be a different character in another scene and it went all over the map throughout this well, entire see, that has movie. a lot to do with like I hate. Uh, it sucks that the director gets to blame for all that because that, to me, sounds like editing choices, and also you know the actor themselves not being consistent. 
It also sounds like an uneven script. Yeah, it was you know a very I mean? uneven like, script. Yeah, stuff. but here's the thing about like I was gonna, what I love about Netflix, by the way, is uh, and they are trying to put they do put movies out in theaters because they're trying to win Oscars. Right, and, and, qualifying and, and, runs, qualifying right, right, which mm-hmm. is you have to be in L.A. and New York. They did it with Beast of No Nation. Right, you have to yes. play, you, and you have to pl- you have to play which should in have a theater won. that you have to play in a theater that is showing other movies. It's a whole designation they have. They're yes. trying to do that, and I love mm-hmm. it. But the, the thing I like about Netflix, though, is like when you watch like that first Adam Sandler movie with um, what, what's his face? Um, not Dana Carvey. Um, was this the Cobbler, or was this a different one? No, the one that he made before. He, he comes to the comedy Furious, store all the time. Furious. Spade with Spade. I enjoyed that movie. The one with Spade. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But check it out. I didn't have to get in my car, drive to a theater. Get popcorn, have these expectations, deal with public, you know, and, and have it on the. No, no, this was a great little, right on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it whenever I want, and for that, it served its purpose. Because the the other one, it's like you were on the road. Yes, but I was at home, so I, I feel like he, I think he's found his nook, because you when, when you have like look look at this budget for like you know that one we saw for uh, pirates. Imagine if Netflix spent two hundred thirty million dollars on a movie. You know, and then it just, you know, you were like, there's too much that goes into it. Right. With Netflix, they just keep it nice and. Well, $60 million is still a decent budget. Yeah, for but, sure. but, but, but for a company that makes $500 million a month, mm-hmm. like, you know, these actors that are getting all this money for Netflix and they, and like, they gave Will Smith like $100 million. I mean, that's a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Not to them. No, it's not. And I, I, look, I'll say this I mean, I having not seen War Machine and I'm bummed that it, that it didn't work. I got to watch it because, by the way, RJ, who's in I'm Dying Up Here, is in it, right? Yeah. The black kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Aaron? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> this, yeah, he is. He is. Yes. RJ Siler. He's in, he's in, uh, he's, uh, in so, Power Rangers. And, and, and uh, here, he's in that. He's also I, in I'm I will Dying say, Up Here. So I want to watch it. I will, say one positive thing, I will say one positive thing about this uh, movie. It has moments where you're like, oh, these moments belong in a better movie. Like, there's moments of, like, clarity and satire of, like, uh, well, why are we growing heroin? Because, oh, because there's rules that, uh, why can't we grow cotton here? Because there's rules where they can't grow a crop that will compete with America. So we're growing heroin. So, like, there, like there's things to be explored satirically that never get there in this movie. Well, the thing I like <coughs> is, is, just, is just Netflix um, platform or what they're doing. Like, I applaud them. For saying, let's do an A-list celebrity movie with an exclusive release. Well, I, I give them credit for that. Let, let me let me let me take the credit away. <laughs> yeah. let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. If you're charging people nine dollars a month, you have to justify that with content. Oh yeah, like they're yes. not doing anything. Like they're not like, oh, it's not groundbreaking. It's the studios and everybody's. Like, first of all, they put Blockbuster out of business. Right. Okay. And then the studio started to go, we don't need you either. Right. Like, see, why, why should I put my app, why should I put my movies on your thing? Because I'm going to, okay, you can have it for six months. Now I'm going to put it someplace else. Now, if you're at home, imagine if they didn't have original content. Right. How shitty would Netflix be? Well, they, they, they ran into <laughs> well, that problem. Yeah. No, no, I know this isn't some benevolent thing. I'm not saying, yeah, okay. I'm, 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 what I'm saying is is they're they're adapting. Well, they actually, they've been trend setting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. They, for real. And some of it was 
out of necessity. So they had like, what was it, six, seven years ago, they had all these deals with stars and they would, so they were just well, acquiring pre-existing right. content and but, then they but lost they were those. Prob- but they were probably sitting in like a, a, a bathtub of gold. Right. The executives, you know, just making hand over fist money. The amount of money, what do they have, 40 million subscribers? Mm-hmm. At just $10 a month? Well, at first, if you remember, too, the original I mean, content was like, oh, we're, we're going to pick up shows that other networks have canceled. That was the first round. And then we realized, hey, why are we doing that? Why don't we just make our own content that's better? And then that's pretty much what they've been doing ever since. Yeah. So that, because they, they, yeah, they they just need new, because they don't need ratings. They don't need any, they don't they, need box they, office. They need, they need to subscribe to maintain, too. Check yeah. that out, too. HBO. They, it's they the want HBO new, model. They want new subscribers, but they want to maintain their subscribers, right. too. And it's like, but HBO has been doing it. For so long, I don't. I don't even realize that it's the same thing. What's right. changed in society is not this format we're talking about. It's just how the consumer is getting the product. Yes. But 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 also HBO though had has always had one foot in old. They still are relying on ratings. Uh-huh. They still need Nielsen ratings because it's on a because it's. But now that they but see now that because this is what HBO Showtime Go. is doing too. Right. Showtime anytime, which you should go download so you can watch my show. I'm dying up here and my <laughs> comedy special on July seventh. The Ugly Truth. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> shameless. We'll, we'll get into that for sure. <laughs> but I'm saying mm-hmm. is that what they're trying to do now is they now Showtime's trying to do the same thing. Everyone is. They're going CBS to this. Like, get our app. Get our right. app. Get our app and watch, watch it on, on your demand. smart TV. Watch yeah, it on yeah. demand. Watch when you mm-hmm. want. Because first of all, I have cable and I still don't know why I have it, but I have it because I like watching sports and I think right. I'm, I'm also mm-hmm. old, so I also feel like it's like having a phone number. Do you have kids? Right? No. Okay, that's one but of the that reasons. That would be one too, of the reasons why you have. We, we, we keep it for the. But like what I what I notice is. Like I, I don't I DVR shows still because I'm a junkie for TV. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, and I have my guilty pleasures. Like I love the originals and Vampire Diaries, and, mm-hmm. and I don't I never miss Scandal. You know, I got to see what <laughs> Olivia's doing. You know, but but what I found <laughs> what I found is this: I don't DVR it anymore. I watch it on Hulu. If it's right. on Hulu, then I'm like perfect. Now I don't I take it off my DVR because there's no commercials on Hulu. For just right. a, a, for like a dollar or two more, and that's so convenient. So now I'm finding that I'm even watching those type of shows, or and and and, and even Hulu's starting to get movies now too. Right. You know, and they and they, they hooked up with Showtime. And even know. CW has an app where if yeah. you want to watch. No, 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 check it out. Mm-hmm. They all have an app. Mm-hmm. Every single station has an app. FX has an app. FXX has its own app if you yeah. wanted to get that. You know, <laughs> everything has their, an app, and so now it's just a matter of like, where do I want to watch these things? And like, mm-hmm. I, first of all, I have two smart TVs at my place. Mm-hmm. All right, I have an Xbox, so I, I look at stuff. I look at stuff on the Xbox. I look at stuff on right. my smart TV. Mm-hmm. I look at stuff like maybe on your phone, and you send it to your TV. No, wait. I'm you curious know? because uh, we're. We have PlayStation. That's where I get the apps through. Like, mm-hmm. what? Which ones do you watch on Xbox? The apps that you don't do on your smart TV. Check this out. My Xbox One. I have it hooked up to my cable box, so I'm watching everything. My Xbox is always on. So and 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 so like and then they have a great accompanying app with it. So like, let's mm-hmm. say I'm searching for something. Let's say I want to watch The Godfather. I might put in my app. I go Godfather, and it'll find where I can watch it. So it'll say like, oh, you can buy it here. 
or you can watch it here, or you can, you know, it's coming on TNT. It's coming, you know, like you can find really? out. Yeah. So I like the Xbox, but they're both the same. They're the same. They're they're right. comparable. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just I I just prefer. I love having that feature. So like you can go Xbox on, you know, and mm-hmm. it'll turn on, and I can say Xbox, watch TNT, and it'll turn the channel to TNT, uh, or I might be like uh, open Hulu, and then Hulu, right. uh, whatever I want. So right. I, I realize Xbox, that eliminate humans. <laughs> yes. I know. So I realize that I'm integrating my whole my whole the technology is integrated completely. With like what kind of TV I have a 4K TV and right. you know all that and th- that's how you want to watch shows. That's why, mm-hmm. by the way, the internet is never going to take over for uh, t- television. Like like you you making your little show in your garage. Like you've never been on a real set to see all that happens with the lighting and the sound, and it's never we're never going to get rid of that, and we're never going to lose the movie experience. We right. all we still want to go to the theater. Yes. Like that's why they figured this out. So that's why a lot of movies come out now. It's it comes out on iTunes and in the theaters right. because people are not going to not go watch the movie. We love that experience. So in the same way with the TV shows, I want to watch it on my TV. So now mm-hmm. I don't even know when shows come on. I don't know what the time of them are. You can binge watch whatever you want. Right. You 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 you, you put in like you know you have the different apps. I have so many apps on my damn Xbox that I mm-hmm. watch. But then now it's about which ones has the least amount of commercials. Which ones? You know, that's what you have right. to find out now because these apps for these places they're going to start competing they're, with they're, each they're, other. They're they're the worst though. Yeah. Like you like this um, the, the AMC app or the FX. It's like. You're watching more commercials yeah, yeah. than regular television. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, all right. So let's get into uh, the next one. Well, well, let's we talk watching? about the no, no. But this is it's it's also relevant because I watched this movie, Christine, which came out in uh-huh. 2016. I watched mm-hmm. it on. Um, not about the car. I watched one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. this is not about. The... <laughs> That's what I thought. Did they remake a, Christine? Yeah, they remade wish, it, which was yeah. a great movie. That was a great movie. <laughs> oh, this was that. not that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this came out in 2016, and uh, it was a. It's about a a real woman who in the 70s was a news journalist and um, I don't want to give away the thing, but she she does some, she is doing like, and this is what happens in the film. She does uh, like think pieces on this, on this Sarasota uh, news channel, Sarasota, Florida. It's in the 70s and it's right in like 74 is when they start saying, you know, we need better ratings and if it bleeds, it leads. They start that thing. And she's like wrestling with that. And this actual woman was wrestling with that and some other stuff, and there was a very dramatic event that happened. So I won't give that away. This movie is is interesting. Um, the actors all do a fine job of, and the and the director of so it's a kind of a biopic. It's a biopic. It's absolutely mm-hmm. a biopic. It's based mm-hmm. on this actual woman and these these actual events. Um, so they kind of stick to the timeline because uh, we went online and looked at Wikipedia and like checked to see. It just takes forever. So they establish those things I just told you. She's very smart. She's um Is it in the theaters? No, no, no. It was it was in the theaters last year at a limited release. Mm. I think they were trying to get some Oscar movement from it. It didn't happen. Uh it and, went at Sundance. Yeah, it went at Sundance and mm-hmm. there's fine performances. It just takes forever because they establish these things very early on. She's an introvert. She's a little, she might be suffering from some type of mental illness or depression. They kind of allude to it. You don't know. She's awkward. She's highly intelligent. And she, she's like the smartest person there and doesn't want to do this sensationalist journalism. They establish that early on. And then it just take. they keep explaining that over. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, let's go. We know what's happening. She's, and she goes out and is like trying to find, like she gets a police scanner. 
I'm going to find the sensationalist story. Okay, great. And they just take so long. We were like an hour in and there was another 45 minutes or something. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know where this is fucking going. Like, let's, <laughs> let's get. So you didn't like it. I, I did. Overall, I can't say you know what's I like funny? it. You, you know what's funny? What you're doing right now is like, it's great to get like a, a big budget movie that has like, uh, you know, special effects. It's so easy to trash those. Right. But like. This is like this art, this artsy movie. You're 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 so I'm, I'm, you, you, you want to like it. I want to like it. You want to like it, but it's like, hey, it all boils down to the same thing I was talking about earlier for the story. The same reason why the big budget special effects movie we don't like it is the same reason why the little artsy, you know, yep. Sundance film we don't like it. It's not a good story. Yeah. It's not a good Period. story. I will give this. They have mo- the same foundation. The same script. foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will give the low budget movie a little more credit because when I see two hundred and thirty million dollars, you better make that like I'm not cutting you any slack when you have that kind of money that's my opinion yeah but it's just like i just feel like new york comics should be funnier because they get more spots <laughs> but it's not always the case no because all they do is talk about new york it's not and... all, it's not always the case so what i'm just saying is like i don't i don't care how much the budget is to me it, to me it's like the more hands you have in it the the more potential it, it is for uh, a disaster with something with, two, sure, with a two hundred thirty million dollar budget, budget, you're talking about how many editors and the, all the, the special effects probably took two years. Right, like, there's a lot that goes into it's that. A thousand. You've so, got a team of executives, a team standing of executives over standing everybody. over you. Yeah. So with this kind of movie, it, it, it's it's less. So it's more. They actually have. They actually get more blame. Oh, I see what you're saying. They get more blame. The director and like the one editor. The one director, <laughs> the one producer that made the little low-budget movie, if it sucks, we can get those people in a room. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd just be, who the fuck is responsible for this? And they would just be like, well, well you know, Tim's the editor. He, uh, you know. They, you know. So actually, I feel like they get more. They, they shouldn't be let off the hook just because another place has more money. That's, right. that's my feeling on that. All right. All right, fair well, enough. Well, here's an interesting thing that happened, though, is – Talking about the search algorithm on Netflix. So mm-hmm. I just typed in CHR, mm-hmm. and this movie came up. And then this slew, there is a hidden world of Christmas movies on Netflix <laughs> that are all, all, the, all the, the cover art is the same. It's a white couple, a young, and the stories are all the yeah. same. And she's a businesswoman who thinks she's in love, but so doesn't. So they have an output deal with the Hallmark Channel. It's it's Mar Vista. Mar Vista oh, yes. fucking produces uh, all of them, and and my. I girl- just met with them. They t- we talked about it. Oh my god, <laughs> we my girlfriend and I started watching a Merry Kissmas, and <laughs> it's like it's you with loved a, it. it's a bunch of actors you've never heard of. They shot it in Riverside. They do uh, two kinds of movies. They do those Christmas movies, and then they do like the thriller danger. You right, know, somebody, um, young person in peril movies. It's unbelievable, <laughs> and there's like, and they she kisses this guy in an elevator who's she's engaged to a guy that's a real dick, and kisses this guy in the elevator. And What's going to happen in that movie? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. Who's going to get together? And then uh, in the flashbacks, both the guy that she kissed in the elevator and the woman, they both flashback at different points in the movie to the elevator kiss. And in both of their memories, the aspect ratio is off. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it's great. Like, it's unbelievable. But I urge everybody. So you saw another movie then after this. I did. I saw. <laughs> well, see, this is what's weird about Netflix. Like, I, I love talking to people about their Netflix thing. They always say, man, there's, 
did you know they have this many documentaries on? And it's just because it, that's because that's what you watched. That's what you watched. <laughs> yes. This is the same. It's the same thing with porn. Right. People are yeah. like, you notice that there's a lot of Asian so. women. Thing? And I was like, no, that's because you, you searched now. like three times. And so that's now what, we know yeah. Graham likes Christmas movies. Yeah. No, here's what I'm telling you. Type in Christmas on Netflix and please watch. The, all the plots are the same. But I don't want to see because you've seen, and then all those things are going to come yeah. up. Then I got trapped. We were looking at all the descriptions and we couldn't then get out. Lo- you're in a Christmas loop. I couldn't get out of yeah. them. You're in Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the see you next Merry Christmas and the wedding Christmas and the holiday love oh, and the no. Santa's so, fun time. So now let's talk about. Um, Eric, you have a show coming out. Yes, I have I'm this show on Showtime called mm-hmm. I'm Dying Up Here. Uh, it's based. It's loosely based off the book. It's more based off really a lot of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's our executive producer. You know, he, mm-hmm. he told a lot of great stories. Because it was about basically kind of like Mitzi in the store in the 70s, right? Yeah, right. It's a, but it's a fictional place called Goldie's, played by Melissa Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, which, she does a fantastic job. Um, you know, it's about this. It's about, it's really about these, the, these comics and how they deal and when yes. you would get a pass, you would go to the next level, but the store uh, owner had to, you know, the club owner had to approve you. Well, right? sort of. It's it's really just about the struggles of this during the time of this comedy boom, like of mm-hmm. people trying to make it, trying to be famous, and it's just the beginning stages, the the, the 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 young careers of these comics, and it just represents what was going on in that time, you right? Because these people exist in our world, like Lano and Letterman mm-hmm. and like Richard Pryor, and these people are, exist in our world. And so this is just like a, a, a story about a group of these, these people, you know, and, 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 and how they maneuver through their and, lives and through And back through then comedy. it was like you had to get on The Tonight Show. That was it. Right. That there was, was the, no YouTube yeah, or Twitter. Or, yeah. Well, now tell us about your character. Like, who do you play on I the, play a guy named Ralph King, and he was mm-hmm. a Vietnam vet, and now he's writing on a television. He writes on Sonny and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And he, um, but the thing about him is, is that he has something what I like to call the golden handcuffs. You know, it's like, you know how a guy that gets on the road and he's making a good living, but he doesn't do anything else in the career? That's mm-hmm. what this guy, he's comfortable. You know, and he, and he sees himself as somebody that's made it, you know? But, but then this young kid comes along, and he realizes what he hasn't done in his career. So there's a lot of jealousy you know, throughout the season uh, about this. There's a tension between them. So, But he's a level-headed guy. Level-headed guy, fun, heart and soul of the cast, I'd like to think. Well, the, the, no, but that's <laughs> the, the golden handcuffs thing. Like, we all know people, we've seen comics who then, you know, start getting in the writing world. And they start getting writing on shows, and they're making good union WGA mm. writing money with be- pension and benefits. Or, and some of them are you like, get on a podcast that starts paying your bills. Yeah, and then what yeah. Do you do? <laughs> you're gone. Hey, I haven't seen you out on the road in a while, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Clocking in those Christmas yeah. movies. Yeah, <laughs> and that's podcast you know, money. So it's, <laughs> it's about you know, but overall, like, it was a great cast. It's like so many people: Al Madrigal, mm-hmm. Andrew Santino, mm-hmm. Clark Duke, R.J. Styler, Ari Grainer, Mike Agriano. Isn't Rick uh, Overton in it too? He but he just he's just plays like he's a guest star, mm, you know. Okay. So we had a lot of guest stars, and I think mm. if the show's a hit, I think you're gonna see a, more people wanted to be like, oh, oh, you know, those old school cats wanted to be like, I want to be on that. I want to, you know, because mm. they remember. Where did where are you shoot? Do you shoot this? We on shot sound? in L.A. We shot in L.A. Um, All over the like sound stages or like? No, no. We yeah, we had a sound. They built that cl- the mm-hmm. club. It was beautiful. Like just mm-hmm. just the way it looks and feels. It's a beautifully shot show. The, 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 the cinematographer and all that. They did a great job just mm-hmm. with the smoke. Because if not, you could get them all in a room. 
and talk to them about it. <laughs> you probably could with this one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this isn't good, I'll give you some names. <laughs> so it, it's, um, I'm, I, I'm really proud of the work that we did on the show. I, I and think when's it, it on? It comes on June 4th. And you can watch it right now, though, on the app. Because you can watch four episodes of Twin Peaks, and you can watch I'm Dying Up Here right now. If you get the Showtime if app If you get right the Showtime now. app, and you can mm-hmm. watch our – actually, you can watch the pilot also on YouTube. Okay. They put it on – they put the pilot on YouTube because they want people to – Right. You know, and it worked because they, they had a big surge in um, – Got to get people hooked. Subscriptions so first on one is Showtime free. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. First one's well, free, then, then you got to pay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, man, I got this show. Come here. You want to yeah. taste this show? <laughs> Come taste this show. <laughs> Pretty soon Showtime's pimping you out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. People are like, I got to have it, man. You got that I'm dying up here? You got that I'm dying up here? <laughs> it already sounds like a drug anyway at a club. Well, that sounds great. That's cool. So yeah. how many episodes you guys do? We did 10 episodes. Um, yeah, 10 episodes. Starts on June 4th. And then on July 7th, you can watch my very first comedy special. On also Showtime. on Showtime? Also on Showtime. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Al Madrigal, he had his special. It came out on May 5th. So mm-hmm. make sure you watch his special, uh, you know, because um, he's on the show and he has his own special. Really funny. Shrimpin' Ain't Easy. And mm-hmm. then and- Andrew Santino, June 2nd, uh, Home Field Advantage, I believe, is the name of his special. He That's going to be on Showtime. So, you know, they gave three of us specials because we're the comics on the show, like the real comics on the show. And, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big, nice, great family. And I'm proud of it. Like I said, I'm proud of the work we did. And I hope people. Oh, that's great. Go to Showtime. Get the show. Showtime yeah. app, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you can do it right now for free. Yeah, yeah you can watch mm-hmm. it right now before the 4th. And the uh, one of the other ads we want to do, we want to mention our Patreon uh, ad supporter. This is uh, Mike Valdez. Mike, who is Mike Valdez? com. You can check out his comedy and his music there. Guys, uh, if you do the $50 a month level, we'll read your, your website or your business or whatever you want us to promote. Every show. MikeValdez.com. So, uh, uh, who is MikeValdez.com? And uh, the trailers we saw. We saw the Emoji Movie trailer. Yay. Uh, I, I would have loved to have been in the pitch meeting for that. I really would. I the would've. Emoji Movie trailer was made the same as the, uh, what was the, the, the food one that Seth... Seth Rogen made right. It's the same kind of thing. It's just some very a sausage party. Sausage party. It's, it felt more like it's like a a knockoff of like Inside Out. Inside Out is good. Look, there's a world inside somebody's head. Now there's a world inside your phone. And look what what happens. But I mean, there. that's just like that's how that came. World out. inside your food. Probably somebody's yeah. little girl was like, "Do you think that these things are real, mommy?" And somebody or you know, "Daddy, like, are these real?" And they went, "Book it." Oh, <laughs> yeah, they are. And they brought the daughter in at the pitch, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had to sign an NDA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she got a writer credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. Listen, if you have kids. Anything like that is going to be enjoyable to kids. It's catnip it's, for yeah. kids. You're yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. your kids to this. They're going to want to see it for sure. Yeah. TJ Miller, uh, who's been on the show, does a voice. Yeah, he's the star. You know, right, you, so. you, you know, he just left uh, Silicon Valley. I just read an article about it. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. It seems crazy to me. Yeah. Why would you want to be on show. that fun, awesome show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So the next trailer we saw was uh, Logan Lucky. Now, this one actually looks like a fun movie. It feels like a uh, – it's a Steven Soderbergh uh, kind of like a tongue-in-cheek heist movie, but it we has call it, like We all that, said it. It's a Redneck yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it's a Redneck Ocean's Eleven, and it really feels like but it has like a Coen we'll, Brothers – We'll have to wait and see, though. They do this a lot. Let's grab 10 you know, lower A-list stars, upper B stars, put them in the trailer, have them singing and doing funny things, and then it just doesn't work. There's a potential for that. There, there is a potential a for that, but I, I've, I have faith in Steven Soderbergh. But you got uh, James Bond. Yeah, you got I James do. Bond uh-huh. doing a crazy 
I mean, that crazy that redneck axe. Redneck killed <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was great, though. That was good. That's worth just watching the trailer right, right. to be like, yeah. I got to see how this guy does this. And um, on DVDs and Blu-ray, we have Fist Fight. Now, this is a movie that uh, we saw the this trailer for. This is what I'm talking about. We really enjoyed. Did you get to see it? No, I didn't see it, but I know that that's exactly what I mean. Let's grab Ice Cube and grab this person and that person. And it seemed like a fun concept. Jillian Bell, who was on Workaholics with me, is mm-hmm. in it. You know, So I, I do have to check it out. I'll wait for it to come on HBO. This is like 3 o'clock high for teachers. That's the one we're talking about, right, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I actually, the trailer made me want to see the movie. Oh, but good. I just, I just missed it. Uh, but I'll, I'll check it out on DVD. Oh, so you and didn't Blu-ray. see it, though. I didn't see it, though. So I, it made you want to see it, but you didn't see right, it. Right. I didn't get a chance to That's check like it you, out. You, 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 you can't do that, man. You can't do like, <laughs> you, what you just did was like, hey, I'm at the store. I almost bought you a Christmas gift. You yeah. Know? yeah it's, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I almost but, bought you this. But I ran out of <laughs> time. I had the money. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just didn't bother. I don't know. Yeah. I blew it off. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out on DVD for sure. Uh, the next movie is The Black Coat's Daughter. This one I did see. This was that indie horror film uh, about oh. possession, about two um, uh, girl school girls who get left over the holiday. And uh, it's shot in a very nonlinear way. So it flashes back and forward. And it's one of those artsy horror movies that rewards patience. But if you don't have the patience for it, you're going to hate it. Oh. It, it's one of those where you have to kind of pay attention. It, it definitely sent me to Wikipedia when it was done to see, like, I think this is what happened, but let me double check and well, read the uh, read actually what was going on. But it was the kind of movie, though, that all of the clues and information was there. It was very competently put together. Um, so it was the kind of movie, too. I think it was a first-time director, and uh, it was an indie horror movie. Um now I'm excited to see the filmmaker's next film. Like when he kind of got like the, like there was, there's definitely oh, some problems right, right. with it, but uh, it's definitely worth a look. And uh, okay, and the site spotlight and the fan feedback. They check out the weekly film news and also Neil's review of Pirates. He uh, absolutely had a horrible time at the film watching it. Oh, so wow. it's a nice, it's a nice trashing of the film on the site. So you <laughs> okay. want to check it out. Uh, uh, it's Neil's a decent trashing. Yeah, it's a, Neil's always funny. By the way, I can't. The movie. I can't wait for Wonder Woman because when I was a kid, that was my first crush. Was remember the Wonder Woman TV show? Oh, Linda, Linda Carter. Yeah, Linda Carter. I'm. Yeah. I. You know. I, I I'll give you some fan feedback. So, uh, you know, we we've talked about Wonder Woman and having you know we on this on the show a couple episodes ago. We're like, man, they should have cast somebody like Lucy Lawless or, you know, Ronda Rousey, someone like that. And this, this Ronda Rousey, but someone that's like a, a, a looks like a fighter. Like that's who Wonder Woman I is. I totally disagree with you. One, no, no, wow, that is I disagree with you one hundred percent. No, Wonder Woman. She doesn't have to look like someone that who should be able to be a fighter. No, she's Wonder Woman. It's just like how Superman, if you saw Superman in person, like like uh, the the real guy, he's not. He doesn't look like an imposing uh, character. But wait, but he, a minute. he's from Krypton and he has superpowers. But he's ripped and he has he's bulging ripped. muscles. I, Gail Godot. Here's the here's the thing we brought up. She, she looks delicious. What are you talking but about? She doesn't look. <laughs> she doesn't look like a. She doesn't look like a fighter. She, she looks athletic enough. Well, here's the Wonder thing. Wonder Rousey I, looks like you. <laughs> right. I should be Wonder Woman. That's what <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I don't, I don't want a, a dudish girl. <laughs> but like Lucy Lawless, you, she somebody can, she like She could be sexy and athletic and, you know. 
I, when were you going to hate this com- comment you said? Well, you. no, you're, they're going to hate your comment because no. you're saying Ronda Rousey's not sexy. You're saying she's not a beautiful woman. Hey, you're saying so she's every just... woman that we like, every woman in the public, we should find sexy. Uh, by no. the way, I'm fascinated by this conversation. Well, no. Please continue. Here's the thing. What I was going to, what I said on the show is many people, I've heard women make complaints about Wonder Woman well, because, complain. because, oh, oh wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all they do. <laughs> they could be happy with anything. You know what I mean? You're not married? No. I'm uh, married. <laughs> no. You know why? Because you can't get married until you accept the concept of happy wife, happy life. And you, you can't get married until you can accept that and live by that. Because what it really means is that. I was just busting your balls, you know, but if you want to really answer this question, oh, you, no, can no. For, <laughs> you can go into it. So Wonder Woman. Here's the point continue. I was making. Great, Here's like the me. point I was making before I was interrupted. She's Eric. been a secret agent in another movie, by the way. So what? <laughs> so what? She has a Let history. Let me finish, jackass. If she, I fin- she, she has a history of being a powerful woman. And now she's the most powerful woman ever, Wonder Woman. So when I finish, you will now, okay. what the guy brought up, I did not know this, Gail Godot was in the Israeli army. That made me go, okay, maybe she can pull this off because maybe. I- Maybe. Yeah, maybe, because here's the thing. If all I've seen her do is be a model and be pretty, can she be the strength, the strong Wonder Woman badass? Because I'm, again, I refer to Lucy Lawless. I think it should have been a, somebody cast like that. Lucy Lawless was strong and a badass and beautiful. And you, you, you she came on screen and you went, damn, I'm not messing with her. So that's the thing that I, that's my question with this movie. I want it to do well because the, they refuse to give a female superhero their own movie. And my fear is if they do this incorrectly and make the mistakes, as you pointed out, that DC continues to make. Continues to with make. With casting Jesus. and everything else. then the Story, plot. All of yep. it. Then they're going to go, this, if this movie tanks, they're going to go, oh, see, you can't, can't do have a, a female, can't lead. Have a female well, superhero. Hopefully it'll have, I will say this about the DC movies, the best Batman fight scene ever was in Batman Superman. That when he was saving the mom, that whole sequence was fantastic. But it just the movie sucked. Yeah, I checked out of that film, so I I, I, I know. But what I've seen, hopefully they have, because I've seen some of the special effects and some of the fighting. They make her look pretty. They make her look strong and, and powerful. The magic lasso looks cool. I too. hope yeah, so. Just, yeah. but I'm talking about her movement. I'm just saying, like everything about in the trailer about I like, wish how she, she's moving and how she, I, I love it. I wish she I, was I, sliding on the floor it. more though in the trailer. Just so you want a woman on her knees. Just Here we go, everybody. <laughs> This is you what I'm saying. See every trailer. The misogyny on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you literally have her sliding. Black Lives Matter. All right. One. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to do with anything. But that's uh, you they know, do need some black people in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's so no, there's no black DC superhero. So I'm really uh, bringing that up. Uh, Way to go, Will Smith. But he's a bad guy. Wait a minute. Uh, he saved that movie, by the way, Suicide Squad. Oh. You take Will Smith out of that movie, and how do you? Yeah, you know, I'd like to take me would, out of that watching would, that movie. If, you, if, if Will Smith wasn't in that movie, you would go hire Deadpool to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> because you were watching that movie. It was a terrible film. Uh, Will Smith did his best, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what I was saying is, it's like these these movies are still with. Um, you know, DC keeps trying to do these like stylized like action like action sequences where there's always this sliding and like, well, no, just show some fighting, show some cool action fighting. The where uh, so I'm hoping I really want this movie to do well Me and too. I want it to be good. I want I want both those lead, things to happen. Because it's going to lead us into Justice League. We yeah, because we want Justice League. Yeah, to be good. I, I want to see a course correction oh, for God, DC so badly. DC. So so I'm excited I have no to faith. see this movie. 
I want this movie to be good. Yeah. good. Hearing that she was an Israeli soldier, okay, great. Right. She's not just a, a pretty model that the executives mm-hmm. went, we need to get. And but, but what? But DC's but she's been in other things, like I said. And also, so, right. you have like there's there's these uh, the, these scenes of, like World War One. That's interesting to me. Like, okay, well, it's cool that she gets up and she's you know out of the trenches fighting right through World War One. That looks really oh, cool. So, so Captain and, America and, with a with a girl. So, uh, well, well, that's yeah. Just I mean, stick that's to what the we're, story we're of who Wonder at. Woman is. Like, that's uh, the thing that DC refuses to like but, but stick then, with the source material. But then you have um, actors trying to say with a straight face, like, you have to be careful of Doctor Poison. Yeah, you know, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Or, so, yeah. I'm not sure what we're gonna get, but I'm hoping. We don't know it's much good. about Wonder Woman, though. We don't know. It's not in our lexicon of our, of our you know. Well, you know, there's there's a, somebody, a, a strange, a, someone that doesn't even read comics could tell you where Superman's there, from. There's right? a great you know um, I mean? there, Spider Man. There's Spider-Man, a great animated um, DC when the DC animated universe. They did a great uh, origin story for Wonder Woman. It was really good. So if you want to check that out as a primer, uh, that's that's available right now. But I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman, and I'm also looking forward to Thor because I thought that. That trailer, trailer is great. great. Yeah. That's a great yeah, trailer. Looking forward to that, too. It's a great trailer. So, and then the other movie uh, that is But it's racist out. against green people. Yes. <laughs> is, uh, Captain, Captain Underpants. Underpants. The first epic movie. This is a hugely popular uh, kids' book, so it was only a matter of time before the movie would come out. Mm-hmm. So I have to say I don't know that much about Captain Underpants other than uh, it's a basically, I, I believe the kids do something to the principal to make him Convinced or it like feels like some of these movies that just has that a built-in audience. It has a built-in audience. It is, audience. yeah, yeah. If you and, don't know it, it doesn't matter. And the, like, the, 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 like the wimpy kid diary. Yeah. Books, right, yeah, right. Yeah. The the economics of these films is very simple. It's there's no one ticket that gets sold. You know, if your kids go, it's a it's a minimum of two tickets. Right. One kid, one parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah Every yeah. time yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, so yeah. or it's most likely it's it'll be it four or five at a time. Yeah, should be two for one. How dare they? Kids movies should be two for. Unless something two for one popcorn something. But you know what? That's so funny. If you that's such an interesting concept to think about. So if you look at any kids movie, mm-hmm. and let's say it makes a hundred million dollars, it really was only supposed to make fifty, because you have maybe yeah. thirty five, right? Because <laughs> you know? there's at least one parent or yeah, a guardian parent going has to with go, it. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Mm-hmm. What did you, we need to start making kids movies? Yes, straight up. <laughs> I'm in. Maybe, maybe we need to do a kids podcast where the parents have to listen. Yes, <laughs> we get good downloads. Yeah. We do it. Another set of ears. Uh, so, um, all right. That's it, Eric. That's the show. Eric Griffin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, at Eric Griffin, you know, with a K, Eric Griffin. And I'm on I'm on website, ericgriffin.com. But I'm, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, all the, mm-hmm. all the main things as my name, Eric Griffin. I'm even on Xbox as Eric Griffin. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. And I'm dying up here, which you can get now. You can get now. On the Showtime June 4th, app. I'm dying up here. Uh, check that out. And check me out, too, on my special July 7th. On Showtime, Eric's a very funny man. I've I'm one of the first comics I met when I moved out here 20 years ago. I know, and I and I, and I stopped. I wasn't I know. even. You weren't even doing stand up. I wasn't even doing it right like that. And then know? you got back into now it. I'm a, now I'm a thespian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor, Graham. <laughs> Four score, you know. <laughs> I'm Daniel Day Lewis up in this bitch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's our show, guys. And as we said, go to the Patreon page. Yes, please the full support. video of this episode will be on the Patreon. The clips are on the uh, YouTube, YouTube.com slash Comedy Film Nerds. So start subscribing to the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and then uh, you get all the cool bonus stuff on Patreon. And uh, and follow us all online at Comedy Film Nerds, at Chris J Mancini, at Graham Elwood. 
uh, on all the social media. That's a great way to support the show, too. Yes, all and the... good, good uh, reviews on iTunes help as well. The likes, the subscribes, the follows are great free ways to support the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go to the Patreon and join our... our... For the not free ways to yeah, support Yeah, for our cult. Join yes. our church cult. <laughs> as Eric pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, mov- the movieology religion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard's uh, film news. Uh, <laughs> L. Wood Hubbard over here. L. Wood Hubbard. <laughs> hey. Uh, thank you to Aaron uh, Brungard on the ones and twos at the All Things Comedy Studio. Brenton doing the social media and hooking me up with a parking spot when we did the All Things Comedy show at the Comedy Store. Nice. <laughs> that was cool. Parking over there is a little rough. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. Anything else? That's it. No. All right, guys. My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.